the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 179, recorded May the 4th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team. The other, ca- the other cast member is... Michael Diaz. How's it going, Joe? Good. You may notice the echo chamber, folks, that uh, I'm in this empty apartment in South Carolina, so we move here in a couple of weeks so it's it's makeshift uh, so you're gonna hear a little echo that hopefully i can take out and post but um better than that we're recording on may the 4th may the 4th which makes it the perfect day to do a star Picard. trek episode no shit i'm like <laughs> god damn it well i i love the irony myself uh, it's hilarious. i i know you do it's killing me i did watch um one visions the first episode i've watched zero yeah, the first episode's really, really good. Uh, it's like 15 minutes, so it's really good. Anyways, um, what's going on, man? Uh, same old here. You're the one that's, you know, up up this huge life upheaval. How are things with you? It's good. I mean, the job's good, but, like, you know, there's no one here. So I just kind of go home and, you know, I'll do some walking or something, but I don't really know anybody. So it's it's uh it's kind of boring right now. It's kind, kind of boring. Of lonely. I mean, I could go do stuff, but it just doesn't feel right. So, um, no, I hear you. I hear you. So I just kind of do some stuff, but it's all good. I watch things. Finally got internet. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for our listeners, that's why we didn't record last week because of some difficulties. Uh, difficulties. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, what's the news this week, Michael? Well, let's see. Where should we start? Let's start with Dune. Part two trailer finally debuted. Movie's coming out this November. And, uh, well, I liked what I saw. I mean, everyone is in this film, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, the first one was so good. I mean, it's not going to be any different, I don't think. I don't think it'd be worse. I think that I've been waiting to rewatch it. So I'm going to rewatch it closer to part two. Yeah. I bought it on 4K. And I want, I almost immediately rewatched it, but then I was like, you realize you're going to watch it like again in October, right? So, right. So, and I can stream it 4K, so I don't need to buy it. Well, I bought it <laughs> in streaming 4K. Oh, gotcha. But I can watch it on HBO because I already have that. I understand, but uh, I don't have the HBO app because it's not, we have it through YouTube TV. I share that with my brother, yada, yada, yada. I just like, a certain movies, if it's five bucks or so, I will buy it so that way I can download it to any device I want. We, when we get to our um, geek this week, I want to talk about that YouTube TV just for okay. a moment. <laughs> it's not on our thing, but hey, maybe it'll help some people out uh, in our listening area. But I mean, the anyways, Dune trailer looks great. There is a ton of people in this. Um, I mean, even Walken is in there, I think, if I saw in the credits. But I don't know if he was in the preview, but I saw it written in the credits. What, Christopher Walken? Yeah. For real? I saw a quick Christopher Walken in the end at the end part of the credits, like the, the oh, name. I go double. I wonder if he's the emperor. Ooh. 
possible. Because uh, Florence Pugh, she's in it. I mean, she looks great. I mean, that looks great. I mean, she looks girl. like really, you know, yeah, she looks awesome in this. Yeah. Christopher I mean, Walken. She's in everything right now. Christopher Walken in Dune. Is Christopher, let's see. I'm looking it up. As Emperor. Is he really? Yep. Called wow. it. I didn't even know that. Wow. You know. <laughs> it took me a second to realize what you were doing there. <laughs> There's nothing like the Emperor. So Amazing. I, so I I like the trailer. Um do I think this is gonna be as good as the first one? Yeah, because it's one story. It's not really yes. the first one. It's not a first one, it's the second half of the same story. That's where it's not a sequel, folks. If for those that have not Right. You just know that it's not a sequel. It's the second part to the film. You can't easily turn an eight to nine hundred page novel into a single film. Let alone read it. Well, yeah, <laughs> which we did. We did took some and we, time. And you know what? Since Dune Two is coming out, feel free to go back in our catalog and listen to the uh, the reviews that we did on that. Yeah, we. Sh- you know what? I'll go into social media. I'll even provide links. How about that? Holy mackerel! What can you do? But so the trailer, though, it was nice. But what's interesting is the second half, you know, part two, mm-hmm. has far more action in it. It does. But the trailer does not reflect that. There was way more action in the first trailer for the first part. You know, and you know, because they basically they focused on you know the uh, Harkonnen or Harkonnen, however you say that. The invasion and you know this the sneak attack and blah blah blah, and those were really the action scenes we, we saw in from different perspectives through that first trailer. I mean, we saw a lot of other stuff. Right. And yes, we know Paul and the Fremen are going to war. Blah blah blah. But there really wasn't a lot of action in this, which is interesting because there is going to be more action in this. There film. is. I mean, I mean, obviously they got into the writing of the worm. Yes. Which, that's a big deal. So that's, yeah. that's a nice way to bring the trailer to to a to an actionable um, thing. Yeah. But I'm excited. I mean, I love the first one. I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, me too. Totally, totally into it. Good. All right, what's this? So you have, you wrote all this news, so I'm going to let you, and I'll just respond, because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really write it all. I mean, I can talk about it. I can lead it too, but I didn't. Like the whole Secret Invasion thing here. Well, Secret Invasion, you know, these Marvel shows, they announce them. Uh, like uh, like Daredevil, we know already it's going to be 18 episodes, right? We know it's going to be a long one. 18 you know, five-minute episodes. But they, uh, that's the thing. We never know how long they're going to be. Well, they've come out and said that Secret Invasion, across, across its six parts, each episode is an hour long. So we're it's basically- about time. I think they're learning, like, hey, you know, you can't – if you're going to – keep people on the streaming thing. Like some of these shows need to be an hour long and just everybody else does it as an hour. So I don't know why the Marvel and star Wars stuff can't. Well, I, I kind of appreciate that. They kind of do like a Mandalorian. They're around 30 ish minutes and go longer if they need to. And I'm okay with the story. You know, the episodes of each, you know, series, whatever it may be, whether it's Marvel or, or, uh, uh, star Wars, you know, they tell the story. They don't try to just get, we need to get, you know, to 30 minutes. If it's a little bit over, fine. If they got more story to tell, fine. But if they get it done in 25 minutes, I mean, that's fine too. Just tell the story you need to tell for that episode. So, but 
it feels like Secret Invasion is going to have some meat on it, that it's going to have some major consequences for the MCU. So I appreciate that it's going to be, you know, basically, however you want to look at it, either four one-and-a-half-hour movies or three two-hour movies, it's going to have it's going to dump a lot of information on us, I think. Right. So excited gonna, for that. Well, I didn't see – I have, still haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Oh, luckily it'll be streaming soon. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, do, I, do I have to wait to see that? You've seen it, right? Do I need to wait to see that to see Guardians? I don't know. I haven't seen Guardians yet. Oh, that's right. Guardians, Guardians comes out next it. week. Well, Guardians comes out tomorrow. Oh God, next week. Judas Priest. I'm off. You're right. <laughs> that's right. They already have the Actually, premiere this week. Technically, it's out right now. Correct. I could go right see now. it right now if I wasn't recording this podcast. Right. But, uh, I, yeah. I could, I could, but Michelle is not here, so I'm not going <laughs> to. Right. Right. Well, we'll get to that. In a minute. In a minute during the, our geek this week. So, Secret Invasion, six hours, six episodes. And you know the comic of this. Like, you know the Secret Invasion kind of idea. So you, well, you, you kind of know what's going to happen already. Not not to tell everybody here, but I mean. No, well, no, no. Yes and no. Marvel Cinema likes to take the titles from previous comic book. Like, they did Age of Ultron. There was an Age of Ultron comic. That comic was nothing like the film. It, Age of Ultron, the comic, it went... It showed a future dystopia where Ultron won. Right. Which was in... Wasn't that the... Uh, Alternate universe where he wins everywhere. Remember that? The, the um, what ifs? Yeah, there is that. Yes. Yes. But they also did, you know, Civil War, which was the idea was pretty close to the comic. Not quite, but it was there. The idea of this. Right, I mean, right. it, it was it was still close. Just 80 percent, 70 percent somewhere right there. Exactly. So the whole point of the Secret Invasion comic was... Yes, Skrulls had taken many important uh, superhero roles and whatnot. So if that's going to happen in this, well, that's the thing. I don't see that so much happening in this because you would have to have so many guest stars. But I could see that leading into some of the films. Like you find out in one of the films that so-and-so is a Skrull. Right, right. So... So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be thematically similar to the comics, but I think more than anything, it just borrowed the name. Cool. All right. Well, what's next on your agenda here? Well, it sounded like we weren't going to get it for a long time, but Black Mirror, Mi- Mirror, Black Mirror returns in June. I think uh, this is what, season six? Yeah, we need some, right? We need some dystopian hell because, you know, we're not all living in it. Well, the funny thing is, uh, the creator, uh, I believe is Charlie Booker, I think is his name, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> you know, a, a couple of years ago, people were asking him, you know, because it's been a few years since the last season. Right, right. People were asking, are you going to do more? And he's like, I kind of feel like we already are living in a dystopian future right now. Things are bleak enough, you know, with Trump as president and all these other things, yada, yada, yada. I don't see the need to rainy episodes because things are dark enough as they are. Well, guess what? Here they come. Here they <laughs> a lot of big name uh, actors in this. Like, uh, uh, who did I see? Well, Christopher Walken? <laughs> not Christopher Walken. <laughs> well, you know what? 
I won't spoil it. Just watch the trailer. Be surprised when you oh, see it. Oh, I didn't know there was a trailer. I didn't know how to look at that. I didn't, I didn't know there was a trailer for it. Oh, yeah, there's a trailer. I'll just Aaron Paul's in it. He's one of them. But oh, okay, cool. A lot of big names. Check it out. Well, speaking of trailers, I know the next one because I actually watched it. It's the Flash trailer. Dude, I got to tell you, as bad as DC has been, I still am looking forward to this movie with all the shit that's been going on for DC and for Ezra Miller and what they've done. And uh, I've heard people that uh, I've heard some other podcasts that went to CinemaCon come back and say that this is a really, really good movie. I'm I'm excited to see this movie. I don't know what it's going to mean for DC or even James Gunn proclaimed it a very, very good movie. He had nothing to do with it. He's, you know, he's not right. saying anything about Aquaman yet. <laughs> I'm hearing some bad things about Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, um, I've heard they have had, had to do some reshoots, huh? I Yeah, who knows? It may, they may pull a Batgirl on that sucker from what it sounds like, but um, which would be horrible for Malaw. But um, anyways, the reviews of this movie is already good. I'm hoping. I mean, it looks fantastic. It looks like fun. I wish uh, Ezra Miller was not going through what they're going through. Um, well, somebody, other than that. Somebody posted on the actual trailer in Instagram, well, I'm not going to see it because of him, right? And I'm like, well, there's like 300 or 400 other people that worked on this film. Right. Like, well, why, why should they all suffer because this guy was a crackpot? It's done. It's in the can. There's a lot of people that worked on it. Right. It's it, you're not. It's not like all your money that you that this film goes to goes to his legal defense. Right. You know, he may have some money. He may have some contractual things where he makes money based on sales. But so does everybody else. And everybody put hard work into it. I'm going to go see it to support Michael Keaton. Just having the guts to come back and play Batman. I I gotta tell you, the scene. Where like, so you want to get nuts? Right. Let's get nuts. I was like, right. now that was kind of a cheesy scene. Well, we'll see. Original. Yeah, but we'll see how it's played out here. We don't know. But here it looks a little much, much better. Yeah. And it looks like we're obviously going to see Batfleck, you know, yeah. doing his thing again. Yep. Yep. Well, the only thing that would blow my mind, and I'm not saying this is happening. Look, Val Kilmer's not going to be in it, dude. <laughs> Just he can't talk. Well, it is funny because Shaylee asked me, are all the Batman going to be in it? I'm like, no. there, there, There is rumors of George Clooney, actually. I've heard that rumor as well. If any, if they give us any other Batman, oh god, I would, I would probably mess myself if, if Bale showed up again. There's rumors of that too. There's also rumors of uh, Adam West. Adam West is dead. Oh right, there's no like you know, there's no way digitally they could ever do that. Well, let's put it. Well, let's also recognize that this movie has been filmed for quite some time. So yeah, I don't. Remember, I don't remember when Adam West died. Was it? Well, it doesn't matter if he's dead. It's it's called AI. It's called. I mean, this shit can happen for like a quick. There's enough audio video of him from the '60s that it would be that one. Right. Right. They could do. It. I mean, what Lawrence Olivier was in that Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, and he was <laughs> dead for like 20 years at that point. Exactly. So that would be interesting. But listen, the preview looks great. I'm going to see it. Uh, I'm excited to see it. It looks fantastic. I mean, who knows what's going to happen because there's nothing new is going to come out for a while if these writers don't get, you know, the strike concluded, which leads us to our next news flash. Yeah, so for, for, news for, flash. Those, 
Yeah, news news nice segue, Joe. <laughs> so for those of you that follow entertainment, you probably already know that the Writers Guild of America is on strike. If you don't know, well, I'm telling you now. What does that mean? Well, while they're on strike, no TV shows are being written, no movies are being written, nothing's being written. It's going to be but, all uh, reality television, folks. <laughs> yeah. And the last time this happened, we got a someone became president. So give the writers what they want. <laughs> anyway, um, not to make this political, but it already did. But anyway, some good news, I guess. Uh, it came out that both Andor and uh, Game of Thrones, uh, House of the Dragon, their scripts were not only completed, but they were quote unquote locked, as in these are the shooting scripts we're doing. Now, that said, I, even though I, I am inexperienced, I've never been on a movie or a TV set, I do know that they usually have a writer or writers on set for on-the-set rewrites. If they begin filming these shows during the writer's strike, that will not happen. They will have to shoot what they have or say they improved it. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know how much if trouble we're getting. If nothing's written on a piece of paper or digitally written down and Tony Gilroy, the writer of of the Andor series, is shooting it and says, hey, why don't you try this line that's in his head? That's not writing. Correct. Well, it isn't until it is, and I don't know when that threshold is. When it's put down somewhere and re- and then said. I know, but sometimes things happen and they rework scenes. And yeah. I don't know. There are rules on that. I don't know what those rules are, and I don't know when that is considered as being written. I am not a member of the WGA. I don't know right. what those rules are. But, yes, Tony Golroy is a writer. He wrote most of the episodes of Andor Season 1. So, I mean – well, you can go all the way back to 1986, 1987 with the movie Predator. There was a threat of a writer's strike then. And because of that, um, John McTiernan, who directed Predator, uh, brought in Shane Black as an actor, as Hawkins. Right. So he could have a writer on set. Right. And they did stuff and they didn't get sued. Yes. So, which means it wasn't necessarily written, but do this, let's do that. So all I had to say. And or Game of Thrones, those, depending on how long this goes, apparently those shows are safe and they will still be filming. That 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 assuages. Well, there's the a, there is a threshold, right? So the the writers gonna there's a there's gonna be a time frame where they could make the most money, and then there's gonna be one where they go too far and they're not gonna make the most money, which is what happened last time. Producers finally got fed up and said, "Okay, well, we're gonna make this TV, American Idols, the the non scripted." you know, reality type shows and people watched it. It was there and it took a while to get stories back, you know, and we're in a different world right now. What, what, what might hurt the most? Well, even on Netflix stuff, they could develop that thing, but those people need content. Um, I'm not saying they shouldn't be on strike. I'm just saying like these things have a way of getting to a plateau and you can either get your next 50 cents or just deal with it. I do think, well, Yes, things are different. And, you know, before, you know, when this happened in what, 2007 was it? Yeah, six or seven, somewhere around there. When this happened last, yes, uh, a lot of reality TV came out because of that. But the, thing, the fact of the matter is, you're right. Uh, there isn't as much, I mean, people still watch TV, but they're watching it through streaming now. So 
I don't know how far they're going to go, but they're not going to come back without something that pays them for more streaming because right yeah, streaming rights exactly yeah right now will they go too far i can't say as of right now i you know 100 support the strikers i hope they get what they asked for from what i've seen they haven't asked for anything too crazy right basically they're just saying hey listen uh the bulk of our money used to come from reruns people don't show reruns anymore well, we want, broad, the, well, the contracts are written as broadcast and Netflix is a streaming thing. That's, I mean, come exactly, on. Let's, exactly. Let's not be stupid. Like, so what they're trying to say is give us uh, like uh, checks based on viewer numbers instead. Yeah. Because that's that's similar to reruns, right? Right. So many people watch the show and as it keeps going up and up and up, we should get cuts from that. Which right. I, that makes sense. That's logical. What, I'll always side on the side of the creatives. I mean, that's, I just will. I mean, being one, understanding the game, understanding that most creatives get fucked over anyways down the road by lawyers that understand contracts and things better than, than artists do. Um, yeah, fuck them. Like, let, let the, it, it will drive, no, at the end of the day, it's going to drive up all the, all the subscriptions because companies do not lose money. So whatever they're paying the writers, we're, we're all the ones that are going to pay them, just so you know. Oh, I know. I know. I'm okay with it. No, I, I'm just, yeah, exactly. Just know that the money, it's not like they changed the pie. They just in, make a bigger pie. <laughs> right. That's how it works, folks. That's how it works. But uh, but talking about Andor as part of that, apparently it takes place or ends. I, I, I didn't get the exact wording, but basically Andor is going to occur, and by the time that second season is done, we're going to be within three days of the beginning of Rogue One. Correct. So, right up, right up to the part where he almost kills that, where he kills that dude. Yes. Yeah, which is great. So not killing, I'm all not for killing the dude, but getting us to that spot. Right. Um, which is good because if you watch Rogue One, it takes you right up until two seconds before, you know, three minutes before, you know, A New Hope. So yeah. Which, so that means you could sit down and watch Andor season two, then Rogue One, and then immediately into Star Wars A New Hope. Yep, which I will do. Well, that, that took a full day, but yes, I will do that as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into our geek this week, Michael. You you start. Oh, we got one more, one more, oh, one more. Oh, we do. We did see that today on May the fourth. Carrie Fisher, unfortunately, posthumously, but on May the fourth, Carrie Fisher received her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So, you know, that that's fantastic. I'm surprised she didn't have a star already. Me too. She definitely deserves one. Uh, Mark Hamill was there, as was her her daughter. Um, I was in the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Yes. Billy, Billy Lord, sorry. Yes. Yep. Who actually, and also worked, I think, as her body double in the uh, in Rogue One. She did. Um, I kind of think half think that, like, Carrie Fisher would, like, have her dog pee on it as well. Oh yeah. Like, like with her attitude. Like she like because she you know what I mean? Like she would enjoy it, but she'd also like this is all bullshit anyways. Like like that's that's kind of like her what her attitude would have been. I yes. I, I loved her cantankerous attitude. Yeah. Well that's it's good that she has that or at least is remembered. Uh I don't know how close she's put to Mark Hamill because Mark Hamill just got his like four years ago or something like that because Harrison Ford inducted him or put him yeah, in that's there. It's crazy that they went that long. And George, yeah it's like you know all that stuff. So, well, good for her. Good for her. 
All right, then now let's get into our geek this week, and Michael's got his list again. Well, uh, I actually just finished Bourdain, the definitive oral biography. I know it took me way too long to read it. I believe it was given to me right before I left for Portland in 2021. So prior to his suicide? No, no. (laughs) No. Lord, that's that's dark. (laughs) No, it was given to me (laughs) about three years after. Okay, I can't remember when he did it. That's why I thought maybe it was 2018 like, when he. Yes. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was like last year. Uh, no, but these last three years had have felt like a year. Yes, or this last three years have felt like it. I don't know. The point is, I finally finished it. Uh, it was one of those things where I, I picked it up, started reading it immediately, and set it down, and then ADD and started reading other stuff, and then finally, in the last few weeks, I said, "I got to finish this." And I, anytime I wanted to read something, I picked it up. I finished it. It was fantastic. It's terrible. I mean, it's fantastic and terrible because right. he's gone. And then I moved on to a book called Armor that's been sitting on my shelf for way too long. Uh, Armor by John uh, Stakely. All right. Maybe it's a sci-fi novel where basically it starts off. It's about a guy wearing par- powered armor, powered armor, fucking up all kinds of aliens. And then it goes from there. <laughs> Cowboys and aliens? It's uh no not cowboys like uh it takes no, place no, in the I'm future joking. like the um, movie cowboys and aliens it um it definitely if you've seen Starship Troopers yep which I didn't like right well what the I movie like it. no I didn't like oh, it oh my god we're gonna have to have an argument later because that movie is fucking brilliant oh god it's satire Joe if you watch it with that lens you'll see how brilliant brilliant it is wasn't it done by the fucking Guy who started Dianetics and all that shit, and and no, no, that's that's Battle Battlefield Earth. Oh, well, that sucked too. That one's horrible. No question there. That one's <laughs> absolutely horrible. But uh, wait, Starship it, Trooper is that the um? Which one is that one? Who's in that? Tim Allen. No, God, oh. that's Galaxy Quest. That's okay. also fantastic. Well, you said you said that one I liked. You said it was uh, Starship Troopers. So that's right. Casper Van Dien, uh, Doogie Howser, or Patrick, you know, uh, what her face, um, who is directed by, uh, Verhoeven, Paul Verhoeven. Okay. Is that ring a bell? No. He did Basic Instinct. He, he did, uh, what else did he do? Did he do, uh, the Martian one? Anyway, the point is, a lot of powered armor, a lot of aliens, uh, a lot of gore right to begin with. But then it, it shifts, and I think there's a twist in the book. Again, uh, if you've read it out there, someone that's listening, I mean, it's entirely possible. It's a sci-fi classic from 1984. I'm well, liking it so far. A, and I like Heinlein, and Heinlein wrote that, eh? Yeah. I'm looking up on Wikipedia, folks. Maybe I don't know if I've even, actually, I don't even know if I've even seen this. I think I was thinking of your battle, whatever. The, the Earth? No, I will agree with yeah. you. <laughs> I think that's what I was thinking. It was with John Travolta. Yeah, that's not what okay. I was talking all right. about. Then I, I don't think I've seen this because like that movie was fucking terrible. No, that movie is terrible. I, I agree with you. But this has Jake Busey. I don't know if anything with Jake Busey is good. This is probably the best Jake Busey that were Busey ever Buseyed. All right. Well, maybe I'll give it a shot. But, um, so reading that, I'm about a quarter of the way through that. And then, uh, 
you know, I hear it's a pretty good show. So Shaley and I started Succession on HBO just this past week. It's a great show, not a good we're, show. We're only four like four episodes in, and I mean, obviously, it's been out. This it's on its fourth and final season right now, which is good because we're tearing through it. So we're going to catch up and probably finish it probably just after the series ends. Yeah, I'll, I'm already I caught up. Like I'm just waiting for the next episode. So, well, we're only on season one. Yeah, but. I mean, for those of you who haven't checked it out, it's very rich, very horrible people doing horrible, horrible There's, things. All there, the time. there are no and listen. I'm in ending in season three. Like there is no redeemable character in any of this fucking show. Like, yeah. nobody. It's all bad people. So <laughs> That's like, what I'm not, everyone in this show sucks. It, they do. And when you think somebody might have a glimmer of something, they they just fucking let you down in the next scene. It's not yeah. even like they don't even wait for an arc. It's like. They, you think, oh, this person's kind of coming around, and then you're like, well, no, they didn't fuck them. Oh, in the, yeah. in the same I mean, episode, yeah, literally the episode we watched. I won't get into it for anyone that hasn't watched, but basically, something you're in season happens. one, you can do it. That well, thing's like seven years old. Well, it doesn't. The, the particular scene is, doesn't actually really matter. What I mean is, well, it's only five years old, but the particular scene that I'm going to mention is just something happens and this guy finds out this information you think, Oh my God, this guy's such a douche. He's no way he's doing the right thing. Then you find out he was going to do the right thing. But when he, when others found out he was going to do the right thing, he totally folded like a house of cards. And then you find out this other schmuck who you didn't think had the balls was the one that turned on him. And basically that's every episode. People are fucking each other over left and right. And there's no one to root for. The only one you really actually root for, ironically, is the dad because he never changes. He's still not a good person. No, no, no. He's not a good person, but you know that, and he doesn't pretend to be one. At least he's consistent. And- yeah, he doesn't pretend to be good. He doesn't pretend to like get your hopes. He, I mean, you know he's fucking around with everybody, so there's no – I don't know how to say it. Like, Well, anyone he, from West Michigan that's from this area – I'll just say I get very Peter Secchia vibes from <laughs> the dad. Every area has their own uh, succession family. <laughs> you know? So all that to say, we just started. We're on season one. But horrible people doing horrible things, and yet it's engrossing. It is. It's because the dialogue's so great. The, pe- the actors are very good in this show. and just oh, kind of fantastic. So, yeah, I, I don't expect when we finish this series – that we're going to feel good about ourselves. I mean, this no, is no. It's like Inception, right? Inception. You realize they're not the good guys. Everyone in that movie is a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. You're not going to walk away with any delight, but it's still fun, right? And then, uh, last but not least, uh, bought my tickets. I'm going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy on Sunday. I am not. <laughs> I want to. I mean, I could. There's nothing stopping me other than I don't want to. I want to, you know. So I'm, it's unfortunate, folks, that we would not be able to review it uh, right away. Um, but hopefully, in a couple of weeks, which you I know that I know it's not tell anyone other than this podcast. And then they, <laughs> yeah. nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Joe. Nobody knows. Yeah. And then Shaley tells Michelle and. <laughs> well, how's she gonna tell her? I, I didn't. I didn't know that you went and saw it. Yeah, right. We'll do a review the following next week. You can just uh, do like we'll do the review, and you'd be like, you know, if I had seen it, I'd think this. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't me. That was AI Joe. We did it all through Chat GPT. Right. 
was Joe point two. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else on you? I'm good. All right. Well, a couple of things now. See, I don't know what's considered geek this week because I, this, I, I, I try to tailor everything towards you know more of the geek stuff because I don't think necessarily Succession is a geek topic. But at the end of the day, I'm watching the show called Daisy and the Six on Amazon. It's pretty good. It's fun. I'm, I, I'm, I'm on the last episode. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's very derivative. It's very, but somehow it captured me. And there's no good people in that either. It's kind that's of, Riley Keo, right? Uh, sure. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Lisa Presley's daughter. As who? The singer? Yeah. Oh, great. I didn't know that. Well, I believe it's Riley Keough. I, I think I see it now. Um, it's a good show. It's a fun show. It's basically a a ripoff of um, Fleetwood Mac. Gotcha. From the 70s. It's at the same time, kind of like a relationship thing, and kind of a Lindsey Buckingham um uh, what's her face? Um, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks relationship kind of thing in there. Anyways, and, and then you know the keyboard players messing with the other. It's 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 basically Fleetwood Mac. They kind of like stole that and kind of went on, but it's its own thing. Where partners just keep exchanging. No, not necessarily that. It's, huh? it's not necessarily that. But anyways, good show, derivative, um, but fun. That's not my real geek this week. But the the first thing I'll talk about is uh, my Xfinity Wars, as I call it. Um, you can probably hear a car driving by. Sorry. Uh, my Xfinity Wars. <laughs> I just throw it up there because I thought it was funny. And um, <laughs> that is you, a good title. You would think that, you know, they send you something, you plug it in, it's supposed to work. And they're like, oh, well, maybe we got to turn on a socket in your apartment. Like, well, can't you do it remote? Like, this, everybody, there's the only thing you can get in this building is is Xfinity. You can't put dishes. You can't do anything else. So why wouldn't they be turned on already? (laughs) Like after I did it online, like not turned it on before, but I did it all online. They sent me the equipment. The equipment got to my house. It's like, I would assume on your end, you have this address. You would turn it on. So then I go through the one would think one would think. So I go through the stupid app, the chat app, the chat bot. Then they finally, you got to type in agent like three times, like fucking Beetlejuice before you get somebody. Um, and I don't care if you're listening, Xfinity. Fuck you. I mean, you're getting my money. You're not, you know, whatever. Um, you, and then, then someone comes out. What's the problem? Like, oh, well, it seems we sent you the wrong equipment. Okay, great. Now what? Well, there's an Xfinity store, so I go up there, and a the guy's like, they didn't send you the wrong equipment, but here's a better one. He was, he was actually really cool. The guy at the thing was really cool because he gave me like a better thing, fixed my deal to make it a better deal at a higher rate of, you know, better internet he goes he goes you can try and turn this in but i guarantee you it's still not going to work when you get there and then you're going to have to tell me you need someone to come out so then i had to wait another couple days for a guy to come out and turn on basically turn on the port turn on the port and that's what and that's why it took forever and then yesterday it went out i'm like are you kidding me and then it came back so this is why uh time and again comcast has won the golden pool award yeah um Anyway, so my question for you, Michael, and our listeners out there, um, I'm not trying to cut any cords because I'm not an idiot. The, 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 both the cable company runs my internet, so you're not cutting any cords. But my question to you, you have YouTube television now? I do. I was thinking about doing that because it's like $65 a month or something for yes. basically everything. My internet is $55 a month. 
But if I bundle the Xfinity TV, it's like the same. They're both the same price. Okay. What's my advantage for YouTube television versus just getting the box with TV on it from Xfinity? Unlimited DVR. Okay. DVR every show you want. Now, the caveat there is you only get it for nine months, the show. But yeah, but I'm not. I don't need. I just need to watch it when I want to, and I'm more on demand than anything else. Right. So, so the deal with YouTube TV, like I said, the unlimited DVR, you get nine months, but that's only based on the last broadcast. So, if they if there's a show you watch, and then it's rebroadcast two weeks later, the timer restarts. Oh, that's interesting. So, the, first of all, guys, uh, listeners, nobody's endorsing this. Right. YouTube or not. It's just, I'm just asking what you guys out there might use. Um, I can get the Xfinity box, which gives me the Xfinity streaming, I believe, so I can watch it on my phone if I need to when I'm away. You can do that through YouTube TV as well. Do you get your locals on your phone? Um, yes. Okay. Yes, with a caveat. You have to be what? You have to be in your home range to get like your, you can get your local, most of your local stuff, like TV shows and whatnot. But if it's sports, if you're out of the area and it's a blackout area, you don't get it. Unless you're in your house. Correct. So it's just, you, so that's just like any other cable company. So it's the same as Xfinity. Yeah. Because I, like, I, can, I, I can, I have my cable company up in Michigan and I can play basically everything on Spectrum except anything that's a local broadcast. Right. So like I'm saying, so let's say, you know, let's say you, no, let's just pick a show. Um, Abbott Elementary, if you DVR'd it and you're out of your home region, you can still watch your DVR'd version. Um, but like for sports, like I happened to be in Portland, Oregon once, and I tried to watch a Michigan State football game and I couldn't watch it because it wasn't on a feed out there. Well, it was also not like on ESPN or something. Yeah, something like that. If it was on ESPN, I would have been fine. Right, because that's a national yeah. broadcast. If anything that's national, you can pick up. All right, so it's no different. Right. But for I think me, I think it was on a local. It was like on a local ABC or something. So you couldn't. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't watch it because they didn't have it out there. Right. So I think the one thing too is I do believe that the YouTube television, YouTube TV has more um, channels offered at the same price as the Xfinity one. Quite possibly. Well, yeah. So is my there, thing was, it's too bad you can't decide where you want your your feed to come from. Like, oh, yeah. It'll, yeah, like it'll pay, f- like pay for a feed. What if, why can't I just pay for a feed? Like I want the, you know, cause I, I, there's no way I'm going to watch any Detroit sports now. I don't know what to do. Oh yeah. You're kind of screwed there. Well, I'm not buying a ticket for everything. Like right. the, with, I guess the major league teams and NFL and all that, if they just said, listen, you can get one team as a streaming that you follow and it's, or you do it. I would do it, right? I don't want to pay $300 for all the games because I don't want to watch all the games. Right. But give me my team and I'll give you the $100 for the year. Right. That's, that's incremental income, guys. <laughs> Think about that. And you have to lock in that team for a year. You can't, like, switch around. Great. No worries. Like, that's how I put the camera. Anyways, we've gone down a huge rabbit hole, but I, I'm just, you know, wondering if anybody out there has any cable advice. And, um, but, like, it, for you, it's, it's going to be splitting hairs because – Xfinity offers the streaming on your devices, which yeah. that's the big thing that I love about having YouTube TV. And I'm going to be 100% honest. The reason I didn't go with like Xfinity or uh, with uh, Spectrum where I live, I live in a dead zone between the two. I'm in a dead man's land. 
So my internet is not through either of them. So I wasn't beholden to them. Right. And then Google lets you have family members. Right. So actually my brother and I split the YouTube TV. I'm oh, we are family good. members. So we split the price in half. Oh, that's cool. But you can only do it one time, you know, with one, you know what I mean? Yeah, one house, two households. Yeah. Got it. So that was the appeal there because they'd have the price for me. Got it, got it, got it. All right. Well, let's move on. The other thing that I did this week that I actually went to the theater because I had nothing to do last weekend and I was still playing. And I, and I know it's streaming now, but I saw uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I yes, heard it was yeah. really good. It was fun. I think you would like it, Michael. I, I'm, it's because it's not quite fantasy. It is, but it's not, I think, down the realm where, you know, it's not like your Lord of the Rings thing where you get all worried about it. It's, it's, um, <laughs> It was fun. It's 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 kind of written as if people were playing it in real life, but as characters, like the dialogue is not necessarily like trying to be medieval. It's people of now, so it's kind of funny. Like there's funny parts to it, and right. I um, heard it was more of a heist film that takes place in the D and D world. Yeah, it's, it's kind of. It's more than just a heist. There's other things that go on. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. I, I know it didn't do well at the box office, but you know, it didn't? no, no, it it, it didn't it. It's basically a flop, um, oh, unfor- no, un- unfortunately. Um, I don't think pe- I don't think the marketing was very good because I don't think they. I think you know part of it is um, the way they marketed it. They, they they probably shouldn't have called it Dungeons and Dragons first. Um, right. And what I mean by that, they could have called it um, you know uh, how let's see how much I think think of it. It's it's they should have called it like. Honor um, Among Thieves, like, yeah. like Honor Among Thieves, a D and D film, yeah, a D and D story, right? Because if you go to if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, audience 90%. score ninety three percent, the the critic score of ninety percent, like that's pretty rare to have both happy people. Um, it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. Uh, my only thing is, I think it might pick up on streaming. And if it does really well streaming, maybe we'll get a sequel. I would love to see a sequel that uh, has all the same actors but play different characters. Like just do a totally different new adventure. Was it a different quest or adventure? Or different yeah. people altogether. Like, you know, they have a totally different uh, thing. But it's a very good movie. It's fairly predictable. Um, acting is very good. The story is good. It's just a fun little um, adventure that I, I totally recommend. Uh see it if it's on streaming um, or wherever it puts. And I, I think it'll have second life there. I really do enough where I think a sequel could be made. Even if like, you know, Disney or somebody bought the rights to do all of them and they're online movies that, that helps drive people to streaming. Right. Um, there's really good practical effects in this. Now, if you're a D&D person, there's a shit ton of um, Easter eggs that my son, Sam knows all wall. Like I forgot half of them, but there's some in there. I remember from like the original and, Dude, I saw great. an owl bear in the trailer. That was enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's yeah. I won't tell you what it is, but it's, it's a good it's a good movie. I I I, I think you should. Plus, you've played D anD D, so it's kind of like it's not quite like I said your fantasy movie. That I am fantasy, made. but yes, I, yeah. I, just to be clear, I'm not 100 percent against fantasy. You are. No, I I read all the Dragonland. Well, not all of them. I take. That I know we've been on this road. You you like all the ones that ripped off the Lord of the Rings, yet you won't watch the Master. It's really bizarre. I did watch the first movie. It was boring. I'm 
whatever. I'm just telling you, you, you haven't watched them all through. It's a great story. Like they've all stolen from this person everything. And that's fine. But and, I like I yeah. I realize they stole whole hog. Yeah. But that's what I read and that's what I liked. And I went and saw the movie and I was like, this is awful. <laughs> I, it's so not- I get I went into it completely blind with a friend of mine that loved it. And he's like, let's go. I'm like, yeah, hey, I don't know what this is about. This looks cool. I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I left. I was like, that was fucking stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not saying that just to get your goat. I yeah. felt that before. I know you love him. I'm glad you do. I have no comment. <laughs> anyway, right, I'm not so, against fantasy. I, I will definitely check out Dungeons and Dragons. It's I mean, a fun movie. Cool. It's it's a fun movie. I, I I think you'll like it. I love House of the Dragons. Yeah. It's and it's this is not that, by the way. <laughs> I'm right. I know they're completely different. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, all right, so let's move on. Um, hey, you know, you can if you'd like to help out the show, you can check out uh, patreon.com slash kybercast and uh, kind of throw us a tip in the tip jar. It kind of helps keep the show running and going and, uh, you know, doing our best and keeping us float as, you know, prices do rise as we build these platforms and we're not asking anybody for money technically. Um, but if you'd like to give us a, a, a tip or something, that would be great because we're not going to charge for our show. We're not going to do that kind of thing. But if you'd like to help us out, check out kybercast.com. I mean, sorry, patreon.com slash kybercast. All right, Michael, it's May the 4th. May the 4th be everyone for everyone. And now we're going to talk about a fucking Star Trek show. <laughs> uh, I know it gets your goat, but uh, I love like the irony. Happiest day, I think. Uh, yeah. recording in a while. <laughs> well, I would have loved to have taken the time to watch uh, Star Wars Visions 2, and we can bring that to you this week. Hopefully but, uh, next week we can do that. What, they dropped yesterday? I think they all dropped yesterday. Yeah, they all I dropped just, yesterday. Uh, I had things, life going on, so I didn't watch them. I, I didn't watch them yet either. Uh, like I said, I watched the first episode. It was an incredible artwork, a good little story. Um, but yeah. Let's so, talk. Uh, uh, let's talk Star John, Trek now. John Luke. Not John Luke. John Luke. <laughs> John Luke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to. I want you to start it off, Joe, because you are. I mean, I know you've liked this season better than the previous two. Who hasn't? But right. let's face it: it's May the fourth. This is your holiday, so I want you to start off by talking yeah. about Star Trek. Well, listen, good season altogether. Finale was good, but incredibly predictable. Um, you know, you can tie this up pretty easily. And we, it was, you know, it's like kill the big beast. They did that. They got the Borg. Again. Uh, yeah. They've, they got everybody, you know, all the little plastic people, whatever you call them, the little silly putty people. They figured out how to get rid of <laughs> silly them. Silly putty people. Oh. Um, <laughs> Changelings. Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> silly putty people. They, <laughs> they, I mean, look, we knew this was going to happen. My, my biggest problem with the finale is that there was nothing lost. Like at least Han Solo died in the sequel. Like, like there's some things that we lost, right? There was no fucking consequence at the end of this for anybody, except for the best, the character, like the most, which was the new captain Shaw. Yeah. That's the only consequence. And here's the thing. I fucking loved Shaw. I want to see more of Shaw. I would have rather seen like the way this ended. I'm not trying to jump to the end where they, they, basically christened a new enterprise. 
I would rather see Shaw be that captain with with Picard's kid on the side and and seven. They, they gave him a new ship because the other one got all fucked up or whatever, you know. Right. Um. So I don't I don't like that there was no consequence. Like Data's back too. Okay, great. So everybody that we had consequence from season one, that's he's back. Um, I didn't get to see Wesley Crusher. We're not going to see him. But that's if you're going to have a fucking reunion. What did he get pissed off at them or something? Is this there is there some bad blood in the background for, for that? No, no. Well, but then why? Wesley Crusher as a character within Star Trek has been. They they don't know what the fuck they're doing with him. Well, they could have done something. I guess what I'm saying, writing wise, to see his brother slash and his mom. You know what I mean? Like, yes, come on. But he transcended the human form. And next generation, and that's when he became a traveler, and he left. He couldn't go back to Whatever. the way it works is once you become a traveler, you can't uh, go back to your original uh, sure. space and time. For now, well, like, no, it's he, the way you write things. I understand, and I, I agree with you because they made that say you can't ever come back to this place and time. You can't do that, and yet he has a cameo. You see him sitting at the beginning of Star Trek nemesis at Riker and um, Troy's wedding. He's sitting at the table with them in a Star Trek, in a, that's not Star Trek, Starfleet uniform. I'm like, what the fuck is that? He left. He became the fucking traveler. So all I'm trying to say is, yes, they have already contradicted themselves. So. Like if you have a reunion, have it. Um, I get it. So I, I guess. Did they stick the landing? Yeah, I guess with one foot, it's fine. Like, you know where it was going to end, but I would have rather seen some consequence. I would have rather see actually Picard die. Like, let it be. Like, actually get rid of his little android body and (laughs) and, and end it. Um, Whatever. And end it. Like, like do something of consequence if that's it and have his kid be the legacy then and go on like they're going to with Q like at the end and all that. Like, that's all cool. It's like now you've so like, were they just going to play cards until someone has a heart attack someday and it won't be Picard because he's synthetic versus the other. I don't know. It's just weird. All right. Seeing as we're kind of negging on it right now, I'm going to join you. I'm going to join you on the pile on here because I do have criticisms, but let me start with this. I agree with you. Uh, it wasn't a 10-10 stuck the landing, like you said. There was a slight stumble at the end, so we're like at a 9, maybe a 9-5. I'd say from more the, like 7.58. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. There was a slight stumble at the end. So, yes, not a lot of surprises. Um, I, I guess what I mean, Michael, when I say 7 point, like this is average. It's a C plus. Like, there's nothing happened at the end. Like, everything that led up to it was much way more interesting than the actual end. Well, I can see that. So I'm talking the finale as 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 a series as a as a series or as a season. I give the season, you know, a B B plus. As a as a series as a series from start to finish, from season one, two, and three, the whole thing is still, in my opinion, a D. From season one, two, and three. Season one, two, and three combined. No one needs well, to even just, watch one, one, one well, or two. You didn't have to watch one or two to watch this season. That's what I'm all. telling. That's why I give it a D. Nothing's. That's what I'm saying. You didn't. Anyways. So, well, luckily the show does the same thing. It wipes out everything. I mean, season one was all about 
uh, synthetics and whatnot and data finally finding peace by being able to experience the final uh, form of humanity, which is death. Right. And then they undo all that by bringing data back and it's a different version of him. And, you know, they even have a scene to explain how it, it's okay that he's back and he's okay with this mentally because now he really gets to expend, you know, experience aging as a human and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. So they wave away season one and then season two is all about um, the Borg uh, joining the Federation, but somehow that's an alternate timeline Borg. I don't know and what the fuck's going on there. On Earth but right also, now. What's that? And it was on Earth, like, right now. Right. And then, but also, you know, it was about Picard opening up to love. So he decides, yes, I'm going to go for it with you, Laris. We see and her in the first off. episode and then leaves. <laughs> we, yeah. Ne- not even like a phone call home. Like, nope. they, they couldn't take 15 seconds for him to go, Laris, I'm in some I'm shit. Crazy I love shit. you shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or no. that one kid that, or the kid from season two, was the best. The the Spock, not Spock, but you know the the Vulcan. He's yeah, like a badass. Like, Where's he? Yeah. What happened to him? He was awesome in season one, and then uh, they they killed him off in season two, but then brought him back at the end to say, mm-hmm. "Oh, he yeah. survived." And yeah, by the yeah. way, we'll never see you again. He's so fucking stupid. This is why you're giving. This is why the D, Michael. <laughs> but they waited. Oh, that was the other thing too. Season two, Q's dying, and we see him at the end, and he hugs you know Picard goodbye, and he he disappears. Q is dead. Psych. Oh, you guys think so linearly, you humans. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They undid everything from the first two. Now that said, season two is actually worse than season one. So I'm okay with him wiping everything away because it was shit. So the season was a good season. I just no, no, meant that season though. three was great, right? So let me say, let me get say a couple good things because I have I have more things to bitch about. But good things, I, I fully admit, I love seeing the Enterprise D back in action. It was cool to see them all on the bridge, all doing their thing. It's kind of like the 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 Force Awakens when you know somehow they run into the Millennium Falcon, right? It, so I get that. There's a, nothing wrong with that. It's got the old technology, so they can you know it's no different than the, the X Wing or whatever. I, I get it. That doesn't that didn't bother me at all. That was fun. It's kind of Battlestar Galactica esque there because you know the whole point of the uh, Battlestar Galactica was that it it was older and it didn't have all that network. You know, technology, so that's how it survived the invasion by the right, Cylons, which is exactly right? what they just did for this like, literally, exactly. exactly. Which is funny because the guy that wrote all the you know awesome stories, um, you know, for Deep Space Nine went on to help create Battlestar Galactica and now Star Trek's borrowing from Battlestar Galactica. It's all incestuous. He's using the same notebook. Well, he's no, no, it was like a different, the- no, no, different writer. It was uh, Ronald, Ronald Moore. Uh, oh. I thought it was like. Uh, do with this. I thought it was like um, Tyrion, uh, what's his name? That's an elf. The, the, no, the no, no, no. He's got. I got. A, I got a thousand stories right here in this book right here. Right. No. No. This was uh, Terry Metalis, who uh, actually was a creator and I think showrunner on the Twelve Monkeys series that was on Sci-Fi. Got it. Um, but he also borrowed heavily from that. In fact, Captain Shaw. The actor that played him was also a character on 12 Monkeys. But um, 
I like seeing the D. I like seeing Wesley or not Wesley. I like seeing Beverly Crusher. Uh, she was manning the uh, phasers and stuff because, and, and this is a deep cut going back as a fan, but one of the reasons she left, or actually, she, she's in season one of Next Generation that came out in 1987. And she was kind of like, can I just, can I be more of a fully fledged character? Why do I just have to be the the doctor that does scans on people in, in you know, medical? I mean, even McCoy. Right. In the right. original series, got to go down to the planet and do stuff. Why? I don't want to be stuck he here did. in medical. Yeah, he did. And she butted heads with one of the executive producers. That's why in season two, she gone, and they brought in Doctor Polanski, and then uh, oh Pulaski, sorry, is that who she? Yeah, and then that executive producer left after season two, and they brought her back. So I love that in this entire series, the first time we see her. She's being a badass and she's fighting people, invading her ship. And then you get to see this scene where she's manually using the phasers and the, in the, in the photon, not the photon, the, uh, yeah, the photon torpedoes fucking shit up. That's awesome. She got to, you know, she got to be a more fully fledged character. I love that in this show. And, you know, seeing that the show had a fantastic, okay. This, this cast had a fantastic ending with, um, the final two-part episode series finale of Next Generation. It was a great way to end things. But, of course, everyone knew they were launching into films from there. Right. And the last time we all saw them together was in Nemesis, which, even though it's an even-numbered film, is fucking crap. <laughs> and we didn't really get to say goodbye to them like we wanted to because... They, it was such a bad movie, they didn't do another movie with that cast, so we didn't get to say goodbye. So, even though Patrick Stewart said, season one, I don't want this to be a TNG reunion show, that's what season three was, and it's so much better for it, and it sends them off in a fantastic way. Would I have liked some kind of tragedy? Do I want any of those people to die? Not necessarily, but you're 100% right, Joe. There are no stakes. We lost Shaw, a character we met this season. Right, which right. was a, a good character. Like, at least Data could have gone away again. Something. I don't know. I don't know. Killing Data a third or fourth time would have been a yeah. bit. I mean, seriously. They're always killing. But that said, we really didn't see anyone else. I actually would almost convince Riker was going to die. That would have been great. I can't stand him. <laughs> But I, I see what you're saying. It would have given some weight, but instead what they decided, the route they decided to go was this is going to finally be 30 years later, the send off. Right. I mean, listen, it, the send off is fine. It's like, the point is this, the old adage of the captain goes down with his ship. It should have been John Luke Picard to make the ultimate sacrifice for his team. And that's how you end Picard in one finale like blowing up with the borg would have been the more the most appropriate way to end his his uh time because oh. he's so tightly he's so tightly wound that he should have like died with her somehow save by saving by releasing his kid giving him his life back and then going in and somehow destroying the borg with him and you know what i mean like that would have been the right way to end it and then they all could reminisce. They all could reminisce around a table of cards about Jean Luc and 
what he did for them and then then go right into the next ship and then it would have been totally fine i don't disagree with you um i actually thought for a second when he me too in with jack in his mind and he says well then i'll stay here with you i'm like he's gonna die perfect. him and jack are both gonna die and this is where it ends i didn't think jack was gonna die but i thought he would be he would in some way I, right i thought in some way he's going to sacrifice himself. Either he's going to die with Jack or he's going to die in place of Jack and Jack's yep. going to get out. I that thought been that's the right, where they yeah. were going. That would have been the right thing to do for that. Dramatically. Character. Yes. I think that Card. would have been better. I don't um, disagree with you. And then the, the best character outside of Shaw for me was Worf. He was great throughout the season. Oh my God. So I've got a list. I, you can't see it here, Joe, but I've got a list of complaints. <laughs> oh no, was Worf a complaint? Because I liked Worf. This. No, no, no. Well, okay, yes. Oh. Okay. I loved Worf. And last episode, you know, when they show up to the D and they said, well, we couldn't use the E for obvious reasons. And they all looked to Worf and, you know, he's like, it wasn't my fault, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I loved Worf. I think Worf's fantastic. Um, even on Deep Space Nine, when he shifted from security yellow to command red i was like yes he became lieutenant commander Worf. and in the prequel comics to this to not this particular season but the prequel comic that came out from boom studios when before even picard season one came out there was a prequel comic where you find out that Worf became captain of the enterprise e now mm. We know that the comics are not not like Star Wars, where they say the comics are canon. Listen, don't, don't get know. Heather upset here. I don't want Heather to get upset. <laughs> I'm just saying, I wish it was canon, and they make allusion to the fact that Worf had something to do with the Enterprise E not showing up uh, because it was incapacitated or destroyed. Mm-hmm. But for my money, I know they won't do this. But Heather, if you're listening, go back and do a prequel comic called Captain Worf, because I want to see Worf as captain of the Enterprise E. Now, they can't do that now because they they took all that time to establish there's the Enterprise G now. Fine. We'll get to that in a sec. But for my money, yes, I loved Worf. I want more Worf. I wanted a captain. You can go back and look at my tweets years ago. I asked for a Captain Worf show because that's what I want. Too bad. <laughs> I know. It's not going to happen now. Yeah, well, no. it still could happen, but he won't be Captain of the Enterprise-E. It's just not going to All right. What's, what's, what's your other stuff on your list so we hit him? Because I have nothing so, more to say, really. Here's what I wrote down. Where the fuck is Laris? I get it. They, they they filmed their scene. She was done in that one episode. You know, mm-hmm. she's an Irish actress. Irish actress. She probably went back to Ireland by, you know, that was the, that was kind of the thing, what Terry Metalla said. He's like, you know, she's already all the way back to Ireland. You know, well, if you wrote the damn show, you could have filmed her last scene right after her first scene, and she could have shown up at the end. So don't give me that bullshit. Right. <laughs> so well, I'm seriously. They don't. It's not like they always film these in order. Right. So. So they make such a big deal of 
you know, Picard opening his heart and saying, yes, I'm going to go for love. And I choose you, Laris. And then bye, bitch. Bye. <laughs> Immediately. Never to now, go back. Just play cards somewhere. <laughs> right. Now, I get it in that there was always this tension of will they or won't they with Crusher, with Beverly Crusher, all through Next Generation. And it was kind of like, uh, you know, he's my best friend's wife. You know, I shouldn't do that. But they were kind of heading down that road and then not. Obviously, they did for a bit. And then she got pregnant at age I don't know. She was very old and she got pregnant. Anyway. Um, Future. So I'm just trying to say that they obviously didn't bring Lairs back because they want to kind of leave it like how it was next generation. Maybe they will stay in contact now. Are they going to rekindle that romance? Who knows? Fuck you, Lairs. <laughs> yeah. You half breed. <laughs> uh, what other complaints? Okay. So. Again, this is just a personal thing. I love the Enterprise E. It's my favorite of all the Enterprises. All of them. And we only got to see it for two movies, three movies. I don't know. I want it like I I won't get into it again, but yes, I wanted a show with the E with Captain Worf. I wanted to see more of the E. It's my favorite Enterprise of all time. Was it E or D? E. Okay. So I only say the D is the one they because, brought back. Yeah. Yeah. The, the D right. is the, the big galaxy class one that was in next generation and then got destroyed in generations. The movie. Right. And then the first time we see the E, it's a sovereign class. It's more of a warship. And we see that in Star Trek. I, I guess what I'm reading. Okay. I'm, I'm just reading the the Wikipedia uh, thing where it says Starfleet, they, they go to the Starfleet Museum where Giordi reveals that he secret, secretly rebuilt Enterprise D after yes. its destruction. Yes. But it was destroyed in the, the movie next, Star Trek uh, generation. The crossover, the crossover one, right? Correct. Okay. So what do you, what, what's the talk of E then? So after Star Trek Generations, that's when the D was destroyed. The next film was Star Trek First Contact. Right. And in that film, we're introduced to the Enterprise E, which is a sovereign class. Right, but that's not what was in this show. In the show, it was no. D. It was okay, the that's D right. Because you you were confusing me. I thought maybe that, I'm like there was no Enterprise E in this show. Exactly. They only referenced it. Okay, uh, gotcha. Oh, because of worse. Gotcha, 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 yes. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They referenced it once, but we never saw it. Um, and then so we did see the Enterprise F. Um, it showed up, it came out of the dock right before they started doing all the fireworks and stuff for Fleet Day. Now, that comes from Star Trek Online, which is a video game and has been there for a while. Okay. I didn't know where in the timeline this fell, this fell in comparison to the game because the game's not canon. So I was like, when it came out, I thought, oh, sweet. They're debuting the Enterprise F. This is because it comes out of the thing. You're like, oh, that's so cool. But that's not the case. And they don't say this on the show anywhere. At the end, when they say, okay, the, we've, re, we've christened this the Enterprise G, I, my first thought was, well, so they have an F and G? Did they, didn't they just create the F? <laughs> so here's my other complaint. There is an Instagram account called Star Trek Logs, which is an official Star Trek Instagram account. They created 
And all through the show, they kept putting things up there. I did not know about this until like two weeks ago. Okay. And apparently they went through and were doing little logs. And after we see the F come out of space dock, they put up a, a little one of these logs about the F, about how the F was uh, damaged in some encounter. Some incident happened that made it so they could not repair it. So they basically got it into working order just so it could appear for fleet day. And then it was going to be immediately decommissioned. That's why uh, there's a new enterprise. It's the G because the F just got decommissioned. It was just for the show. Later. Right. They just popped it up for the show. Right. But I shouldn't, this is my, this goes back to my complaint about Lord of the Rings, where I shouldn't have to go to alter, alternate sources to find out what the fuck's going on in the main show. You really don't when you watch that movie, but it's, I don't know why you got lost, but we'll go, we'll leave that as, as it is. All I know is when I went to that movie, I asked a question. My friend said, well, if you had read the book, you'd know. I'm like, stop right there. Well, it depends. I guess the question, I have to know what that question was. Maybe he just answered you inappropriately. The point is. I shouldn't have to go to Instagram to read some log entry. Not for this, for sure. Exactly. That's my point here. This is not quite the uh, writing prowess of fucking called Tolkien here. Well, neither was the movie (laughs) because it wasn't written by Tolkien. No, it wasn't. So, like, that's my complaint. Shouldn't have to go to social media for tidbits of the story like this. Yes. Um, and then just you know, data resurrected again. Well, Which, I guess I'm speaking just to the finale itself today on like, like not necessarily a series. It's like we, we kind of cover the data thing. True. When they did it. So like as a series, I get it. Or as a season, I get that. But to me, the finale was, like I said, most of the time, the penultimate episode is the best episode because and that it might be the case here. It is the case here because they didn't, they didn't pay anything off other than like, it was pretty easy to get out of everything. Um, it was actually much more. I, I thought the strongest episodes were when they finally got rid of the the first small boss, the boss, the one that was in Pulp Fiction. What's her name? Um, oh yes, uh, she was great when they when they got rid of her. Like that, like there was a, a period where like it was such a stalemate, you didn't know what was going to happen. That was really cool. The tension yes. was there. Um, then they dumped her. Then they like okay, they got rid of that that baddie, and then really just going to move on to the Borg. And the Borg was really flat. It's like, well, aha, yeah. aha, I'm the, I'm the one behind the cape, and it's really me. And then this chick that whatever it was all the time kind of in Emperor Palpatine mode just kind of stuck somewhere in the middle. And, <laughs> right. And, uh, and then they kind of got rid of her. Like, it just worked, like, with no sacrifice. Like I yeah, said, she shows up in the last 30 minutes to be dead in the last. Yeah. Like, it's just. It's just, you know, they get, they get, it's typical with a lot of shows. They wrap it up quickly because it takes so long to get to this part to wrap it up and they wrap it up pretty easily. Yeah, with one no conse- year later. Yeah. With no consequence, no, no problem. Everything's back to normal. Like everything's great. Um, like they almost lost the entire, what, galaxy again? Uh, um, no, con- you're right. No consequences. Jack, who almost destroyed the Federation because he's a Borg. One year later, he is at the right hand of yeah. the new captain of the Enterprise. Who's got some Borg, right? Right. So like, well, you're Borg and you're Borg. Sure, let's give you our flagship. I, I guess you guys win. <laughs> right? <laughs> they win Again, after. 
And I like Seven of Nine. What I can't stand is Rafi. Oh, I can't watch the show if they make a show with her on it again. Oh, I like Rafi. I have no problem with her. Oh, she's so fucking annoying. Really? They keep writing women characters like her like poorly. Seven's fantastic, though. You are right. Yeah, Seven's awesome. Um, there's a lot of great women in the show. Like I liked Jordy's uh, kids. Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I mean those are great. The, you know, there. But that. But Rafi's like again, it's over drama. She's just overdrawn. It's it's just overdone. Well, maybe if they do do a show like we would hope, Star Trek Legacy, knock on wood, she'll be less uh, annoying to you because now she's got that family reestablished thanks to Worf. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. I mean, they got, <laughs> you know, you know it's kind of like the Young Avengers. They've got the kids of some of the former Next Generation people that are on this ship. Um well, let me ask you this then, Joe, seeing as you're going down that road. They're hinting heavily that, you know, Terry Metalis wants to do Star Trek Legacy, which would be the show that would follow the adventures of the new Enterprise. Yep. That would include, obviously, characters we know already that have existed, like Seven, as well as these next generation characters, where they're Jack as well as uh, Geordi's daughters. Right. Would you watch that show? And not with Rafi. Really? I'm going to watch it for this, for our podcast, but <laughs> they they blew their chance to me. Like you should be, Shaw should be captain. Seven of nine should be his number two still for a bit. And maybe they do the spinoff of her as captain maybe later or something uh, or mid, mid-season or something disagree. or mid-season. I'm not saying that that seven of nine doesn't deserve the captain. And that was a nice part of the season finale was that guy delivering all the, all the shit that he said about her, uh, but still delivering, you know, what he thought, like she'd still be the best captain you could ever have. You know what I mean? That, that right. was nice. That was a good part of the finale. Yes. Um, because that character mattered. That's why, because Shaw was actually a damn good character and that's why it matters right. when somebody writes it. Uh, but this, there's no reason to have Rafi in this show. I don't know. Weren't they together as well? Yeah, but a- they established with um, Riker and Troy because they he went on to be captain of the Titan. She was uh, deployed with him and sat at his side on the. So I guess if you're married or in a relationship, you can still work together. All right. Gotcha. So I, I think there was another missed opportunity here. Now, I get why they christened the titan a as the enterprise g i get it legacy i mean it fits into that title if they make that show i get it we're following the enterprise again i get why they did that but i think there was a missed opportunity here the show was called picard they didn't kill him off that would have been an opportunity i think to end things yes but if they didn't do that honestly when they came on that shuttle to see the ship and they were going to surprise it. I thought for sure it was going to be the USS Picard. Oh, that would have been a good way to end it. That's what I thought was we were going to see. So when it said Enterprise G, like I said, again, I was a little confused because I thought, well, didn't they just launch the F? And now I know that it was wrong because I looked at social media. But I thought for sure it was going to be the USS Picard. And I think that would have been a better ending. I totally agree with that. Like, there's no reason to put an Enterprise in there anyways. There's always going to be an Enterprise. I get that. No, but not off of this show. You didn't need to. Correct. Off this show, they didn't need to end with an Enterprise because it's not Star Trek Enterprise. It's not, well, they had that show, but it's not 
it's not based off the flagship. It's not the lineage of the ship that's carrying it through another. Yes, it was Picard. So I think it would have been cool if it was called the USS Picard. I do too. So I, I know we bitched a lot about this. When it comes down to it, you can ignore seasons one and two of Picard. If you only watch this, you're fine. You're set. If they do make a Star Trek Legacy show, I'm there. I think it sets it up nicely because what we find out is episodes nine and ten here were kind of the secret origin of the Enterprise. Right. And if they do the show, they're going to call in cameos from the Enterprise. Next gen people will be cameoed through that series. Well, that's Um, the thing. If they do Legacy, we might see Jordy now and then. We might, you know, even Picard might come back. Right. But by calling it Legacy, they could pull, we could see Admiral Janeway from Voyager. Right. We could see, you know, Harry Kim from Voyager. We could, there's all these, you know, we could see Scott people Bacula. from Space Night. We could see <laughs> Scott. No, he's dead by now. He's. Nobody ever really dies. Oh, well, it is Star Trek. You're right. He could be synthetic now. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, we could have Chris Pine. Well, what? No. <laughs> Good. We could see, you know, uh, uh, Captain Cisco from Deep Space Nine or any of those characters. The point is, it, it, it's wide open if they do Legacy. I, Like I said, I enjoyed this series very much so. Uh, series or season? Well, I enjoyed the season above all others. Um. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. I love this season. All right. So I'll, I'll finish mine and we can, you know, go from there. I think overall as a series, it's a D um, because, it's, it, you know, one, two, and three didn't even work together very well. So that's poorly constructed. You knew you were only doing three seasons. You especially knew you were doing at least the second two. And they didn't tie those together at all, which is fucking stupid because you shot it back to back. Different um, shoulders, though. It doesn't matter. You knew, I mean, again, it, it did the Star Wars problem. They didn't think it through. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It is um, a Star Wars problem because they're not talking to each other, each right. doing their own stories, and they don't connect. You think you would have learned from Lucas uh, from Lucasfilm's giant mistake. Yes. Um, they didn't. So the series is a D. The season three is a B, B plus. Um, and the season f- series finale was a C is average because you could you knew everything was coming there was nothing there was there was nothing even even q is not very distracting like oh of course yeah you know i mean it was just there was nothing there um good show good good season for sure worth the watch i don't feel like i got shafted or like i I didn't waste my time um so yeah that's where i'm at on that um so michael how can people tell us what they think about the season the series, and maybe what we said. Maybe we're both full of shit. How can they tell us? Well, you can let us know on both Twitter and Instagram at KyberCast, or if Facebook is more your thing, we have both a page and a group at the KyberCast. And if you'd like to help out the show, go to patreon.com slash KyberCast, and you can leave us a little tip jar there. But if the really want to help out our show, if you really want to make a difference, smash that subscribe button on your podcatcher. Tell a friend about our show. Tell them they can find us at pretty much any podcatcher out there from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google. All those have something, even Pocket Cast, which I use. Um, so I have them go there or send them right to our website to kybercast.com. They can listen to any of our episodes since the very first one, if you like, which is probably not very good because we were still figuring things out. 
Not that this is any better, to be honest with you. Uh, we have more structure now, at least. Yeah, yeah at least at, uh, at by episode 180 um, or 179 we're at right now. Uh, so, yeah, check us out. Uh, have them check us out uh, at the website. Um, next week, uh, we unfortunately, I'm trying to get some Guardians. We'll see what happens. I doubt I'll be able to see it. And Michael can maybe give a uh, unspoiler or a spoiler-free quick review of what he thinks of the show of the movie uh, it secretly. yeah no and uh, <laughs> you know I'll, I'll talk about at least we'll get Star Wars visions in there we gotta get some Star Wars in this goddamn episode for May the 4th be with you I guess we talked to Andor a bit which is good well at some point I gotta finish Bad Batch so we can cover that later but oh right we didn't do that did we you didn't no, finish that oh. that's, that has finished so alright so get on it, it Michael you have till next week oh I gotta watch all the visions and go see Guardians again. Well, we'll see. Like, we'll see. Visions are like five minutes a piece, so it's not like it's. I got like fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's like three hours. All right. Well, you know, maybe we'll get into the Star Wars stuff next week. We hope. So until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation, anyway.